Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight Podcast. Um, I'm Joe, and today I'm being joined with Smile773 from his whip. So say what's good, man. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Smile773. Um, so tell the list. Well, first of all, thanks for sitting down with me, bro. Thanks for taking the time, uh, fitting it in your like, really kind of fucking crazy busy schedule uh, to do it. Um, but just kind of fill in the listeners who don't already know who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Smile773. I make music. I'm from, I'm from Chicago, you know? Yes, sir. And um, I guess my first question for you, bro, is like, how, how did you first um, get started with music? Like, what was, what was the kind of the first foot in the door of, you know, seeing what it was like to make uh, songs? Uh. I've always loved music ever since I was a kid. And uh, I was used to write little poems and stuff. And then when I was like nine, I think it was like, oh, nine, Lil Wayne dropped that lollipop. I seen that video, I went crazy. You know, I seen all the girls and that, uh, the, little, the little dice lollipops they had, the limousine. That shit, that shit just inspired me. I wanted to make music after that. Instead of poems and stuff, I wanted to rap. I wanted to be a rapper, so. Uh, you know, you said like writing, off, so. and you said you wrote poems. Like, so that means you you were like kind of writing down like what thoughts and stuff before you kind of considered music yeah, being yeah. a possibility. Yeah, for sure. About like my life and my struggles and shit, you know, stuff like that. I was really poor. I used to write about that. What age were you doing that at, bro? Like eight. Jesus. Eight years old. I was not on that yeah. at eight. Yeah, I was not doing that at eight years old. So, um, what what were some things that kind of led to you writing down thoughts and, and kind of being developed enough to cognitively reflect on your life at that age? Um, shit, struggling, being really poor. Um, one time I think I wrote. I, I remember. I remember one. I say it was like my electricity cut off and my heat cut off i remember one of my little poems it was like all i remember was living in the house with no electricity no heat i can't i can't remember the rest of it man but it was a song though it was a song i wrote i recorded it too and um yeah that's really what it what it sprung from you know yeah struggles and stuff like that can you Uh, can you talk um, a little bit about uh how you how, your childhood and just kind of how you grew up? Shit, my childhood was actually pretty great. I mean, it was always been me, my mom, my sister. <clears throat> Ever since, um, and when I was like seven, eight, my dad split, you know, my pops, my dad split and shit, whatever he took off. But it was nothing major. It was real good. My OG always made sure she could give me whatever she can. She always put it through, but it was just, you know, we were really poor growing up. I was always moving. If we weren't getting kicked out, like, I don't think I ever really got evicted, evicted, but landlords always used to kick us out and shit. Um, switching up schools, a lot of shit. That was about it, though. But it was good, though. I was making music, bro. I love music. I always knew I was going to make music. And, like, I just shit if I'm sad, I'm going to write some music. And it's like it sounds like to me, just based off what you just were saying a few minutes prior, like, you, you, kind of started making music at like nine ten years old right yeah definitely how old are you you now bro i'm 21 okay shit we're the same age so um 
Damn. So you've been making music a long ass time, man. Like a whole decade. Yeah, man. Yeah, a long time. I really I actually started recording when I was like twelve, bro. My my boy, man, I met this dude. He had a he had a garage with a studio in it. Actually he had a basement first. He had a basement with a mic and a laptop. And I don't know, I gotta look at my emails or something, man. One of my old emails, I gotta find that, but I started recording when I was like thirteen. So I started learning like a lot about recording and adlibs and background noises and this and that. So I kind of like trying to perfect it throughout these years. What are some yeah. things besides like obviously the the process of an artist like that you are as your own artist um, <laughs> of making music? But what are some things that kind of from those early days of like being a damn near young young ass teenager uh trying to grind and just learn what are some of those lessons that still have held like really really strongly today for you like uh one thing i could say that i'm really good at is putting a song together i know how to you know separate the hook from the verse and have a bridge going to the hook i think i downpacked that um I learned a lot. I learned to go back to music that you've done that you forgot about. Um, even if one song don't work out, I've learned to use lyrics from that song and another song. I don't know. I switch it up. It's like, I don't know. If you're an artist, you're going you're gonna to know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are going to know what you're saying, bro, for real. And like, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, they'll know. And, um,. I guess, I mean, it sounds like, again, you've been taking music seriously for over a decade, but, like, as the has it always been as Smile773? Like, where did that kind of name inspiration come from? And um, just kind of talk a little bit about that, bro. No, I mean, my name's Smile, it's self-explanatory. I'll be cheesing, I'll be laughing, smiling all the time, but it was that 773 thing, it was just like, uh, I was just a legal thing, man. I really wanted to be Smiles, but... You know, when I signed the stuff, I just signed a Def Jam, and when I signed it, it was a problem. Uh, can't really speak on why, but I couldn't just be smiles anymore, so I had to either change my name or add something to it. So I just, I just added the seven seven three. You picked it a Chicago awesome. area code. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk about Chicago, man, and uh, obviously born here. I'm assuming, right? Raised here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, talk Coast about... Chicago, Park, man. We outside. Talk about growing up here, man, and uh, what this city's taught you. Shit, man. Uh, taught me a lot. Not to trust anybody. Uh, uh, you can't trust nobody, bro. There's certain, certain things you can't do. It's a lot. Chicago, it's its own city, man. And you grew up here and it's like, I want to know with growing up here and I mean, from my perspective, not being from Chicago, being from Massachusetts and moving here, like I've just... People act like Chicago's like, you can't do nothing, you can't go nowhere, like, it's not like that. No, not at all. You know, if you're affiliated and, you know, it could be that, whatever, whatever, and that's the thing, like, things happen everywhere nowadays, like, downtown, whatever, this and that, but you know, if you come to Chicago to tour, you know you're a tourist, coming to see Chicago, y'all come turn up, Chicago's lit, we got all the best clubs, we got the best food, Chicago's lit. So, when, so when you started going by, like, Smiles, when when roughly was that for you? When what? 
when you started going by smiles bro like what what year rough time period like was that for you in your career i was like that was when I was like 16 when I started game bang. True. And... That was like... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like 2016. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were saying more. But, um, yeah, so you've been... How, like, talk about some of the early days of Smiles and kind of where where you were at that time in, like, 2016, 2017. Uh, I, so, uh, I found, um... I found this dude, my boy, man, Rick Dog, Rick Dog Visuals. He he made really nice cover art. I used to see a lot of like SoundCloud rappers and stuff. They used to have these cover arts, and they were popping real slack. Ready, Rick Dog, he made these raw ass cover arts for a few songs, and I just dropped them on YouTube and SoundCloud. Then I had everybody in the neighborhood sharing it, and then you know, I was pretty cool with everybody. And, and and from going school to school, I knew a lot of people, and like different areas you feel me so i got everybody bumping my music and sharing it now you know and then like it just it was just like people started recognizing me and like i'll be walking through the street and people will pull up on me and be like you know give me props and stuff tell me to keep going with the music and stuff and yeah it was just a little buzz and like, I had all the kids playing my music. It was raw. And now, obviously, you got. Um, I mean, you're you're used to it now. I'm sure you've been dealing with it for five years. But like at the time when it when you first kind of had that notoriety and, and people were coming up to you on the street and, and recognizing you and shit for the music, like what was that? I know, like I so when random people started recognizing me, that wasn't back then though. That started happening like 2019, like the end of 2018 to 2019. Back then, it would just be people that I knew. Or like that we know people through mutual people, you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, man, that one people started recognizing me at like restaurants and stuff like that. That that's starting to all happen now even more. That's crazy. That's like an amazing feeling. Yeah, I mean, how how do you how do you process that as a person, right? Like, I mean, it's like, is you know, you are a human being at the end of the day. And it's like, how how do you how do you like deal with those situations, kind of time and time again? Um, I can kind of cut off. I didn't hear the uh, last thing you said. Oh, my fault. So it's like, um, how you kind of deal with just being in these situations, like overcoming that, overcoming, but, um, when people recognize you and especially since it is somewhat newer, like how you kind of process that and like deal with that as a person, like it's on a personable level. Um, I'm like. I'm really cool. Whoever wants to take a picture, I'll take a picture with them. You know, sometimes, like, sometimes it'll be, like, some younger kids and their mom will come up to me and ask me if, if I could uh, take a picture with uh, their children and stuff like that. And, yeah, I'll take it. You know, it's real cool. I don't um, I don't get mad or nothing. Uh, nah, I don't know. It's pretty dope. But I can see, like, um, I can see why, like, a lot of celebrities get, like, Cause sometimes you're just mid-eating, you know? Somebody comes up to you and they're just like, kind of stopping you from what you're doing. But it's cool. It's all love. I love that shit. Yeah, have you have you been having, have you had, like, been in the middle of a meal or, like, you've just been on the go trying to get your job done and you got people kind of hitting you, like, yo, let's get a photo, like, screaming to my selfie video type thing? Yeah, basically, you didn't take that picture, and then it was another time I was at the club and I seen a fan. I was I, I was walking to the bathroom and he stopped me. He was like, "Hey, your smiles, right?" I'm yeah, and I'm drinking, so I'm lit. And I, and I take a video with him. I'm yo, 
I go to the bathroom, I come back. And then, like, kind of everywhere I go, I kind of see dudes popping up. Everyone, damn, like, trying to get in the section and stuff. Like, uh, that's like doing a little too much. You can back me up, bro. You know, keep it. Yeah, keeping personal space is a big one. Um, you cut out. Right now, um, yeah, sorry for listeners if there's a couple chops and his answers there. Uh, hit a little bit of a weird spot. Um, but I guess we can turn to, I want to talk about uh, The Real Fed Up. Uh, it's a single you just put out that kind of addresses a lot of the shit that you just kind of went through. You are one of the three current Chicago artists that is banned from performing in the city. Um, and that shit's mostly out to why. So, you know, we don't have to talk about why. Um, but in terms of the single, can you talk about what you were putting up to what you were really talking about on that song and what you were feeling kind of making that song considering like what it's about and, um, just go into detail for the listeners, bro. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of obstacles in this course of where I'm trying to get to where I'm trying to be, but I've overcome them, and that's basically that's basically what I'm trying to say, man. I'm fed up, but you know how you want to go about it. I'm trying to get there. I'm gonna get there, man. It's been it's been rough though. You know, being banned from performing is actually really sad. That actually, uh, I was actually supposed to be on the Lyrical Lemonade Summer Smash, and then I was taken off. But um. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just fed up. There's a lot going on. And then, you know, my boy's on there, JR. He's a JR007, man. Shout out my boy, JR. He's on there. He go crazy, too, man. Man, we just fed up, man. That's it. Yeah, kind of understandably so. I mean, considering that's like that's one of the bigger shows of the year, and there's a huge audience there. I mean, just in terms of, like, uh, being banned in general and trying to like not be able to perform at all in the city like how have you been able and like obviously you got a team of people helping you uh, day in day out with, with this kind of shit too but how, how are you able to you know get around that block like roadblock um I honestly think for me to be completely honest I think I just gotta uh, clean my image up a little bit um uh, you know, I think everybody, I think anyone gets banned. If anyone gets banned from performing, I think it's all because of safety reasons and whatnot. And, you know, the stuff the artists be going through outside of music. And that's just the type of stuff I got to separate myself from if I want to continue to go forward. Yeah. So, um, but I could definitely do some shows in like Joliet. I could go to the Fords. I could, you know, go to Indiana or something. You know, I'm going to make it work. You'll get through it too, man. Um, I don't know. You, your music's dope. I mean, I got to say, like, when I was listening to your stuff and, like, getting ready for the interview, I was like, yo, this dude, you know, different, but it's fire, you know? It's it's definitely, like, uh, mentally, you know, respectable shit. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think it's really crazy, too. Like, you've had a few songs really going nuts, like, heavy, uh, went crazy on SoundCloud, YouTube, and uh, Fed Up Part 2. It's a different song. Uh, that shit was going crazy. And you got a few others, records and shit. Um, something that was also really unique to me, too. You don't have a project, an official project anywhere. I, I couldn't find the album. I couldn't find the EP, a mixtape, none of that shit. 
And I don't yeah, know. No, I, it's, it's crazy to see that. I don't really think there's too many artists that just have a plethora of singles now before they get signed. And like, we'll get into, you know, you sign in with Death Jam a little later. But talk about that approach for me first, G, in terms of like, why, was that intentional to never put out a project? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of on me. I definitely feel like I need to be... I need to be ready for a project. I want to drop some more singles, some more videos, get a um, a bigger audience, and then um, and then put something together and drop it. I already have so much music in the works, but all I do is make new music. So you should expect something very soon, at least a mixtape or something. Can you talk about um, some people you've you've worked with that you know we might not know about yet? Um, I've worked with um. I worked with the holiday. Um, got two songs with him. My boy Jr. from Church Mom. Uh, that's kind of about it. What was uh, it? What was it like working with the holiday? Um, yeah, we ain't really link up, but um, you know, we just sent the songs over. Uh, we know mutual people, and uh, they put that together. Uh, he's cool though. I met him before. He's a talented artist. He's going crazy. I think. Yeah, he just dropped some of Polo G. Yeah, he's going crazy. Shout out the Holiday too, man. Shout out my boy Jamie too, man. Go House, man. Shout out Go House. He was the Holiday was just at I think he was at New York Fashion Week. He performed for New York Fashion Week, which is pretty fire. He performed on the stage. It was like a week after Summer Smash type shit. They like went right from New York Um, because we interviewed him for like after Summer Smash. Um, backstage, and I like I know some of his people too. They're yeah, bro. That's, that's cool. I, I that's a cool pairing. Like I never knew y'all had music. Um, yeah, we actually do. We actually got two. Uh, we actually have two really good songs, man. That's both both some hits. Okay. Exciting, bro. That's gonna be cool to hear. And um, again, I I, I still kind of want to get back to the the like never dropped any project and like. I don't know. Do you think to kind of segue into getting signed by Def Jam, was that like a reason that it, you stood out to a lot of labels was like, this kid doesn't have any albums like out or not kid, but this dude don't have any albums out. Like we could, we could really like do something with that or not. See, I never thought about it that way. Now that you say that, yeah, that's, that is probably very true. Right. Cause a lot of people put out albums and a lot of albums flop. Right. I think that's probably what I was like. And I'm trying to avoid. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I feel like if you're an upcoming artist, I don't think. I don't know. I never thought about it that way. I never thought a tape would be needed or an album would be needed. I'm gonna just keep on dropping these fire ass videos and songs, and that was always my my like that's what that mentality worked for you clearly right i mean like you still got yeah. much for summer smash like they can't take that away right i mean you're on the official yeah. cards and shit right and it's like you're getting these songs with holiday right all this other stuff so it's like it's it clearly worked right and i, I don't know it's, it's interesting just as like from an outside perspective to look at it and say yeah he does not have an album out you know it's all singles from like the last five ish six years and like that's that's fucking cool you know what i mean it's it's a unique organic uh, growth and yeah now let's talk about death jam bro and like kind of take it from the top in terms of like 
first of all, how long were you were you looking to be signed? Like, what you know was that the goal the whole time, or were you trying to be independent? And when did Def Jam kind of come knocking with the right offer? Um, uh, they came around so September 2020. I started talking to uh, talking to somebody from over there. Um, yeah, it was a lot of back and forth and a lot of like negotiations and stuff like that. But we we locked it in, man. Uh, we locked it in on signing Def Jam. This up. So there should definitely be a project coming soon. And just, I mean, what what was it like? I mean, again, you were making music for over a decade, an artist for six years. Like, how did it feel to finally kind of reach that step of, like, getting signed by one of the major labels? Man, it didn't even feel real. And and it was like, it was when when they came around, it was like the best. It's the best time, you know? I was going through a lot. I just, I was at a low point. And it was like... I came through, you know, we we came down to some, you know, we came down to Because they, they signed you officially in September of this year, 2021, right? Um, yeah. Thereabouts. Um, and just, like, all the shit we were talking about earlier happened in, like, August, July. So... Yeah, I could imagine just, again, on the personal level, like, that shit probably uh, really reinvigorated uh, you and really helped you get more motivated, too, and shit. Um, What are some things that you're just kind of, now that you're signed and you're a signed artist and have, like, just a label backing you, like, how is that going to change your your day-to-days, like, kind of operations as an artist? Um, I mean, a lot, man. I got, like, a... I got a, I got a support. I always had a support system, but now it's like it's even bigger, and and I feel like I feel like a real artist now. It's a, uh, it's pretty dope, man. I, uh, you know, I'm in the studio all the time. I'm always working. We got new music coming. They they always keeping me busy. Um, I feel like I'm just gonna go 110. percent uh, I feel like I already was. But I'm just, you know, it's just going to be a lot easier now. And I got, you know, some support. And um, I know a lot of people I look up to are signed to Dev Jam. So hopefully I can get some features with them and, uh, you know, just take off. That's what I want to do. And and to go back to what you uh, asked me earlier, uh, I don't, you know, it's just like whatever is best for me, I'm going to do. If it's being independent and after this deal, staying independent or signing another deal with somebody, it's like, it all just got to be worth it, you know? So, Hell yeah. so I don't know until, until it comes, you know? Hell yeah, man. No, no doubt. And like you were saying, you looked up to some artists that are on Def Jam. Can you share a couple of the artists you look up to that are signed to that label or just any artists you look up to in general? Um... Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Lil Durk, you signed a Def Jam. Kanye signed a Def Jam. Jay-Z. Um, I don't think Jay-Z. And he's like the CEO of Def Jam, if I believe. Uh, well, he got Rock Nation, bro. Pretty sure he's, yeah. he's Rock Nation. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I heard they got some type of partnership with Def Jam. But, you know, um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, Durk for sure, though. 
Turf for show, man. He inspired me a lot, too. Um, Rihanna's cool. What was it like to see? What was it like? As like, I'm assuming you're just a you call yourself a fan of Dirk's music too, yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so like, what was it like to see him just blow? Not like blow up again. He was relevant, obviously, way before uh, the the song with Drake. But it's clear the song with Drake, and then he dropped a bunch of other music and just has been on another level, like. What has that kind of been like um, for you to see as a Chicago artist and kind of being in some similar situations as him, too? Um, it just, uh, it just, um, it just inspires you, bro. It just shows you that it could, like, that it's possible, you know what I mean? Like, especially when you know somebody comes from the same city as you, they probably went through similar, maybe not the same, but similar struggles as you, and, like, I don't know, it just it just kind of shows you and gives you some comfort, like, you know, this shit possible. You know, it gives you some, like, motivation, of course, and, like, and comfort, yeah, comfort for real, because, like, yeah, man, that's all. Talk about that a little more, bro. Go into the deep, whoa, the whip. But, um... Yeah, my bad, I was parking real quick. You good, bro. Why. You good, you good. Um... Talk a little bit more about that, bro. That's interesting. The uh, the comfort in terms of just like being an artist. Like I know because I've talked to a bunch of them and I'm friends with a bunch of them. Like you can't just make music. Uh, you have to be right mentally to just want to create stuff. And I talk about for you how you kind of feel right in the studio or wherever you're making your shit. Um, I don't know. It's just well, the studio that's here, that got to be a home. That got to be a comfort zone for real. Um, for me, I just uh, a lot of a lot of artists. I feel like a lot of artists smoke and and like probably get lit for their sessions to to make music. But me, I kind of like to be sober. I definitely smoke during my sessions, but I kind of just hit it a couple times. I like to be sober during my sessions. That helps me. I need a lot of water. I don't like to record with a lot of people. Like, I see a lot of artists, and they be deep in studio sessions. I kind of like working alone, um, just like me and my engineer and a producer. Um, that's it, man. I need to be alone. I need to be sober, and I need water. And, yeah, I just need to get in the pool, flock in. I play a couple beats. I, I don't really write anymore. I just go to the studio. And um, my producer play a couple beats, and then you know, like once I hear the right beat, it's just something like clicks in my um in my head, bro. And it's like I just get the melody, and then I just turn the melody into some words, and I follow through and just repeat. And the lights gotta be off. That's definitely big for me. <laughs> the lights in the studio. That's my vibe, man. I need the lights. He off. needs the LEDs going. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's cool. I like the little blue lights and the little yeah. red lights, stuff like that. Right. Right. But, um, but yeah. No, but that's, that's simplistic. Have... I mean, listen, everybody's got a different process, right? I mean, I've some of the artists I'm referring to, it's like I'll see them in a session with twelve people, but sometimes when they're on their their game, they're they're in there with three, and it's like no camera in their face, and it's just them in the booth. Yeah, it's definitely like a time and place for everything. Like if we're lit and we're shooting a video and we're making some music in the studio, and the guys are there, fuck it, I'm gonna let a couple people, um, you know, record some stuff. 
I gotta work. I gotta work. And what was it? What was it kind of like? When did you get to the point? Um, and you, it was probably really natural for you. It wasn't probably like you woke up one day and said, "You know, I'm gonna stop fucking uh, writing all my music." But when did you get to the point where you were like, yeah, all right, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm just going to be able to, I'm good enough to walk in and hear the right beat and just lay down the melody and the hook and the, and the, the verses. Man, I think that, uh, I kind of had to reach, I mean, man, I think that was like six months ago. Um, six months to a year for sure. Because I always used to write. And um, it went from writing and having a full song ready, right? So that's like 2016, me like writing full songs and going to the studio and and knocking them out and then like 2018 maybe i started just coming up with a beat or writing like the first four bars maybe and at least just starting it and then going to the studio and finishing it there and then now it's like i just go there and just start it i'd like to hear the beat on the spot it's like i don't know why Somebody told me this before, too. An artist told me before. I don't even remember who, but he was rapping. I remember he told me, like, I asked him the same thing, like, why don't you write your music? And it's like, I, I, or, like, even listen to beats at home. And sometimes it's like, I don't even got time to just sit here and go through my email and listen to all these beats that people are sending me. I just want to go to the studio with a raw-ass producer, and I want him to play them right there. And as soon as I hear the one I want, I, I get it right there and there. And I lock it in, you know, it's my beat. I don't want a beat that's been sent to four different artists that might get it, you know, stuff like that. It's just, sometimes it gets a little complicated. Yeah, it's a peculiar thing. I mean, you know, it, it's there's layers to the shit that I don't think a lot of people understand until you're in it. And especially when you're the guy making the music, uh, it's, you know, it can get pretty complicated pretty quickly to just get a beat that you want. Yeah. Um what would you say I mean again there's obviously going to be a ton of your fans listening to this who already know what your style is but to people who don't already what would you say your style of music uh, is like and what would you say like you're like as an artist I feel like it's kind of like I feel like it's it could be I guess like drill music like you could you could say but it's like I don't know it's like with a melody I do everything with a melody I really call it melodic trap. I don't know. I could be, you know. That's accurate. No, that's accurate. That's just my... I say that. Yeah. yeah. No, you it's definitely, like, you definitely, like, you definitely a melodic melody. artist. That's for sure. You definitely have melodic uh, elements, and you definitely have elements of the drill scene uh, incorporated too. Just like with the street stuff that you're in, like associated with around whatever. Um, I want to transition to the personal kind of side of this episode where we just kind of talk about you as a person uh you know when you're not in the studio uh when you have time away from the laptop and the notepads and all that um and you can kind of put ideas to rest what what are some things you like to do when you kind of have time in terms of you know hey i just like to fucking watch football or you're into fashion cars whatever um um, i definitely love cars i go to car shows sometimes okay um uh I like working out. That definitely, like, that's a big part of life. Like, even if it's some cardio, 30 minutes running, like, a day, anything, just makes you feel good. Um, I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. Uh, sometimes I write music. Sometimes I get in my zone and I just play some beats. 
sit in my car and write music. It's actually weird. It's like after I go to the gym, sometimes I'd sit in the parking lot of the gym. I used to a lot and just write music. After the gym, though, it was weird. It's like after the gym, I'd jump in the car, roll the blunt, and just write music, listen to beats. Um, I like to go out. I like to go to clubs and stuff. That stuff's always lit. And it's not just because it's lit. I always network. I want to meet different people. I always meet artists when I go out, DJs, stuff like that. Yeah, to hop back into the work part of this, to get into the networking um, that you're just talking about there, how do you go about your networking out here? And what are some kind of pointers that you would give like aspiring artists that might be listening in terms of like how to network and how to just become like more webbed in their respective area? Um, I mean, if you're like, I don't know, if you're out and you, and you recognize somebody you know, he's probably a DJ or like, you know, whatever it is, just you kind of got to be cool. You can't do too much. You can't be like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You just got to be cool, introduce yourself, say hi and bye, basically. Go go back to your section, do whatever, but don't overdo it and don't ever make don't ever make anybody feel like you need them or you, they're like, hey, you're trying to get their attention so bad. Or That's what I hate, personally, as an artist. I've never, I don't think I've ever inboxed nobody for a feature or you know, stuff like that. Like, if you're trying to network, I don't know. You can't just, you just can't be too pushy. You can't be on it. If your music speaks for itself, it's going to speak for itself. People are going to come up to you. People are going to want to talk to you. So, and if people aren't giving you the time of day and act like they're too good for you, just, you don't need them. Keep going. Keep working. Yeah. Now, right. people have gave me the post before, too. That's why I am the way I am now, you know? Yeah. One of the, one of the guests I've had on here before, they, um, they had a great answer to that. When it's like, you know, you can be told no, like a couple hundred times in, in Chicago, especially because it's just like people are very clicky in particular. Um, and it doesn't mean it's over and it doesn't mean you should stop going like that hard and, and stop trying to like meet other people that are similar or whatever, because it's like it, it just closes doors if you don't try. Yeah, you're definitely going to find some people who support you and not everyone's not everyone's going to shut you down. Some people think they're better than others, and that's not true. You just gotta, you know, brush it off, keep going. And it's not who you think either, too. I think that's another point where it's like, sometimes when you're networking, bro, it's not the people. It's like the random dude in the corner of the room who's got like a whack haircut, or the 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 dude who's like next to the guy who's like the dude you know or whatever is like the real like shot caller or whatever. Like it's just like there's so many different situations. Everything from behind the scenes. Right, right. And it's just like you just never know who it, who's who, and it's always one of those things where it's like you just always kind of have to be, like, willing to, like, get out and, you know, put your face out. Um, but back to the personal side of the stuff. You said you're into cars. Like, what are some, uh, like, you know, dream cars you're trying to own if you don't already own them already? Man, I want a track hop. Okay. I want a track hop. That's about it. Um, my boy, he got a 442 Cutlass. So he got me into old schools. I'm starting to learn about old schools and stuff. I like old school cars too. Um, but yeah, I really want a track hog. I don't even want or a Urus. I don't want nothing too crazy. Nothing Just like too a, crazy. Yeah, the yeah, Urus is so raw though. 
The Urus is so that's yeah, such a Urus nice car. Like I'm not like a car car head, but my god, bro, the, the Lamb truck is just a different. That's a different step. I'm saying that's a different yeah. step. Get the blacked out one with some like, I don't know. You can pick any color. You know what I mean? As the uh, fenders yeah. and the rib and the brakes, like ooh, that shit just it's it's clean. Like it's such a good looking car. And it's like mm -hmm. it's not too big. It's nice too. Yeah, I like right. Teslas too. I rented a Tesla for a video and I fell in love with it. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, the, but it was yeah Model X. Um, yeah. but it was just like the whole gas thing is not cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, you what? You didn't fuck with the electric cars, though. Nah, <laughs> nah, that wasn't cool. Ever to pull up to this spot and then it's like you got to sit there and charge it and it's like oh no. Nah. <laughs> Oh mm -hmm. God! No, I mean I, it's funny. I mean, what was it like charging the whip? I mean, I, I I've never. Um, I I only be honest. Yeah. But when I pulled up, it's like it's like everyone that's in the Tesla right here charging the Tesla. They're all like old people, and and like it's just a bunch of old white women and 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 dudes too. So so as I pull up, uh, they're just all looking at me like, oh, look at this kid in this Tesla, and they're just like, what like. It was giving me dirty looks. Like, I was too young to be in a Tesla, so... Like, they worked their whole life for that. But it wasn't even my Tesla. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. They were trying to see through the rental type shit. It's so goofy. Nah, I mean, that's the thing about the car Just culture. Yeah, bro, that's the thing about car culture. I feel like it's like they'd be, they be asking questions. Especially, like, if you're in the Tesla field where it's like you got a bunch of, like, stuck-up heads who were like you know stuck wearing loafers from 1994 you know what i mean and i don't know that's yeah. that's crazy shit i mean that's wild the gym routine what does that look like i mean what are you doing you know when you clock in uh are you a weightlifter i mean you said cardio some days so nah, I mean, man, i don't really be no nah, i don't really be lifting weights and if i do it's light i don't want to do no heavy um i really do cardio a lot and then and yeah that's it i'll jump on the treadmill the stairs the stairs be killing me. The stairs be killing me. <laughs> yeah, the master, they just keep coming. I'll be doing a lot of stuff. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like when this, you know, I should get into it, though. I used to box a lot. Yeah. Um, I had a trainer. Yeah, he was really dope. He still is. He just went pro, but um, that's when it was real. Bro, boxing is no joke. I I actually have a little experience with boxing, bro. That is like no fucking joke. I mean, in terms of a workout too, it's it's like one of the best things you can do for your body because you're not lifting, but you're using like seven muscles at once. So you get ripped like quick. Yeah, and it's all like it's all like it's stuff that you think isn't hard, but and when you're maxing out and you're just you just keep doing it and you can't stop and you're switching workouts and that's to get rough. Do you be playing like pickup ball? Do you be playing like pickup basketball? And I'm not, nah, man. I can't really hoop, bro. So I don't be hooping because I'm trash. Damn. So. But um, I'll be playing two. Oh yeah, I'll be playing the game, though. I'll be playing two K. Okay, bad, bad. Okay, yeah. Let's talk two K. Yeah, I got bro. PS5. You got PS5? I do not have a PS5. Uh, call me broke, sure, but I don't have it. I just don't really play video games like that. I only nah, play. I'm sure. I didn't get my PS. My manager bought me for Christmas. He snapped. <laughs> That's a crazy gift. But like, nah, yeah. I just. I just don't, um, like, bro, I don't play games like that. I really, I fuck with 2K, though. I'm a huge basketball head, so. Um, yeah, 2K lives, too. Are you following, yeah, like, the NBA? Bro, I don't be having time. I don't be having time, but when I got some time, I get on 2K. True. Well, you you just play, like, you just play now, or you got, like, a my team? Like, how you, what do you play on 2K? Um, I play, 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 I play,
No, I play. I go in the neighborhood, and then like my career, really, I'll be doing all the games so oh, I can max yeah. out, Bad, and then I'll go to the park. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I play Call of Duty and stuff too. You, I don't know. Is it, um, our games are cool, but like. I don't know. They they, they, they they make it tired, man. Bro, they're boring. I got so bored. Like, I remember when Warzone was, like, up as hell last year during the pandemic. Yeah, that was lit. Because it was the pandemic. Everyone was in the crib. That was lit for, like, two weeks. Right, bro. Exactly. Like, I, I was so sweaty to me, bro. And I'm like, I can't do this. And and I, I, I really fucked with <laughs> MW3 and Black Ops 2. Like, those, like, when I was younger, I was playing those, man. Like, insane. But Are you ever... You ever played Left 4 Dead? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I played a bunch growing up, but like now, like you said, I mean, a the time thing, I don't really have it, and then b like I only really play 2K. I'm, I'm decent, but I've been burnt out because I've been playing a lot of it with my friends. So like I'm at the point where I'm like, shit, I might have to take a breather, take a couple weeks off, and and come back refocused. But like I love 2K, man. That I don't know. Like, do you follow yeah, the Bulls? Do you follow the Bulls? Do I play with them? No, nah, like no. Do you follow like do you follow the NBA at all or the Bulls? No, nah, not really. Okay, okay. I was just wondering. Like, you don't really keep up with like pro sports like that. No, nah, I don't. I never did. That's fair. I mean, hey, some people but, like, are different. You no, know, I'm bandwagon, and you know, all the playoffs, I will go to a game or something. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, give me, yeah, you know, Shit. one of those sports bars, and get lit. Yeah, bro. Right. That's a time and a half. Um, See, I would, but like, I try to, I try to download DraftKings one time and like FanDuel and stuff like that. I wanted to get into it, but for some reason, I couldn't sign up, and I was like, "Fuck it, it's a sign." But, it's a sign, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a sign, yeah. right? Because well, I'm a I'll huge sporthead, bro. I haven't gambled a dollar in sports because it's like I know I'm gonna lose a lot of money if I if I start doing that to myself. Yeah, that was the only thing that was gonna get me into sports, really, but watching it and stuff like that. No, nah, I never really. <laughs> I don't know why I never really. No, I get you. I get you. And like, uh, you were saying, you like to go out. I mean, where where are some of your like, where are the best spots to kind of pop out to on a Saturday, Friday, whatever night in Chicago? Uh, in the I, city? I wish I could tell you, but uh, I don't even want to throw myself off. Yeah, you said I gotta keep. I don't even want to nobody to know where I be going. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep it to yourself. I get it. Um, yeah. Shit, man. What are some other things that uh, some fans of yours might not know about you? Um, I've never been to Six Flags. Shit, okay. Why? Like, you don't like heights, or... <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I'm so scared of heights. Yeah, I get that. But, no, nah, that's not why I never went. I mean, I never went as, like, a kid, you know, that was, like, never my thing. Um, or, like, my family's thing. My mom, my sister, yeah, we never did nothing like that, but <clears throat> I definitely want to go. But, yeah, I'm scared of heights. I'll never skydive. Nope. Over. Yeah, you can miss me with that shit. Um... Because I got the vertical thing, like indoors, whatever. But like when you, you know, even at some of these functions here, like you go out to the rooftop balconies or whatever with the drink and you're like, you know, feeling the drinks and you're like, look down and you're oh, like, yeah. fuck that. You know, I'm going to go inside. Like that's just not, yeah, that's the, yeah, bro. I The height thing, I can't do it. I mean, I've been to Six Flags and it wasn't really, it was in like middle school, like friend group at the time wanted to go. And I was like, fuck it, I've never been, but it was scary, man. I don't I don't do well with those yeah. heights things, shit, bro. It's just not my vibe. Um what are some Another uh, thing Go ahead. because uh, earlier I kinda um I said um how I fall into like the Hispanic, um, Latin, you know, whatever group of 
upcoming rappers in Chicago, and I fall in that category because a lot of people think I'm Hispanic, right? But that's a, uh, a thing people don't know about me is I'm, I'm Palestinian and Romanian, bro. I'm Arab. So, like, it's like everybody thinks I'm Hispanic. And then when they hear I'm Palestinian and Romanian, they shocked. So, and this is my first interview. Uh, like, I don't, I know you know I never dropped a tape, but I've never done an interview either. So, I've never really, like, publicly said that I was, you know, my, you know, never told anybody my nationality. I'd say it on Instagram and stuff like that, but nobody really knows that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, why do you think that is? I mean, do you, first of all, uh, glad we hosted your first interview ever, um, but... Why do you think that is? I mean, do you think there's almost like animosity towards the nationality stuff within the music scene, or is it just people just getting an opinion wrong online, like just rather? Simply? I think it's just because I have everybody around me, you know, I'm a part, so I'll Puerto Ricans over there, uh, and I'll just be with a bunch of Hispanics in my videos and stuff like that. But and then some people be telling me I look Hispanic. I kind of don't see it, but yeah, and then. I just didn't yeah. think I just didn't see you as Hispanic. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see that. But I mean, I could see how some might, I guess, just because of the people you're around. But I don't know. I, I didn't think you were. I thought you were not. I didn't really know, to be honest. I just was like, oh, he's, I thought you were white. I don't know. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's weird. Like in in the, in the space, like especially music scene, like there's such a pressure for for, for people to be like, oh no, nah, like. Like I'm this kind of artist, or like I'm from here, so it's like uh, it's just like that much harder for them to be an artist just because they're from there or because they look like that. It's just like uh, that's just so dead to me. Like we're in such a new era. <laughs> yeah, I never uh, like I, I always knew like yeah, racism is a thing, but like I never knew it was like it was that deep, bro. Like in other parts of the world, like people be honest and like. You know, like, you wouldn't think, because in Chicago, it's, like, Hispanics, black people, everybody, everybody be together and kicking it, and everybody knows everybody. There's there's black Latin kings, and then some people in other, like, in other places, they'll, they'll be like, like, how is he black in a Hispanic gang, or him being Hispanic in a black gang, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like in Chicago, we don't see color, but in a lot of other places, they do. And people be on it. Mm. So, like, yeah, people be in my comments, like, yeah, people be nasty out here. How do you deal with that shit, bro? How do you deal with the hate that you probably, I'm sure you get a lot of hate, uh, like every artist bro, does? I do not care about it one bit, I promise you, at all. That's good. Like, I just, I look at stuff in comments and I just be laughing. And, and like with my people, and we just be laughing, looking at stuff. That's good, bro. I'm glad you got that. That you're you got the lighthearted attitude about it, and people around you are able to help you through that. Because there's a lot of artists, bro. Who do, you know they be going in the come up, and then they get they see the hate and the kind of real world that it is putting yourself out there full force, and it fucks them up. So I'm glad you got people around you that can help kind of get you through that in a fun way. Um, but yeah, for sure. Another question I wanted to ask you, bro. What uh, what are some goals you kind of have set out for yourself for the rest of the year? Um, it don't even got to be on some like rest of the year shit. But what are just kind of some top of the top of the line goals you have that you're working towards right now? Um, you know, just to get more music out. Um, I'm I'm dropping my website, um, smile 
Um, I got, you know, like a, a clothing line dropping. Not really a clothing line, but, you know, I got my merch dropping with my, you know, on my website. I got, um, I got a video dropping October 29th, you know, for Halloween. Um, that, that's about it, man. I take it. I take it one step at a time. Even if I got stuff lined up, I'm not going to talk about it yet, you know? Yeah. I'm going to just you know, get people ready for what's coming. And, you know, that's my merch. My new song is dropping. And 2022, they definitely going to get a project. There you go. For sure. That's a statement right there. Um, I don't have any more questions for you, man. Um, can you just tell the people who don't know already where they can find your music and follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on all social media, Smile773. It's all regular spelling, S-M-I-L-E-S, Smile773. Um, on YouTube, on Instagram. On Twitter, it smiles, but at the end, it's two S's. Uh, but I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Shout out to CC, man. Shout out to Joe. I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, man, of course. This was another episode of the Culture Captures Spotlight Podcast. Um, tune in next week for a new episode, and thank you again for listening.